This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 on Wednesday afternoon, November 22nd. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us as the clock ticks down to Thanksgiving on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. Thanksgiving, of course, is a time to gather, celebrate, and to talk money. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, the Thanksgiving grocery store rush is on. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home is Phil Lem- founder of supermarketguru.com based in Los Angeles. Phil, thank you for joining us today. You know, we talk about uh, Black Friday for retailers or uh, the airport rush on Wednesday and Sunday before and after Thanksgiving or maybe Blackout Wednesday uh, at bars and restaurants the night before. But where does the day before Thanksgiving fall on the grocery store calendar? How big of a day is it? It's huge, Rob. And not only is it huge, but frankly, the past couple weeks, we've seen every supermarket retailer, you know, begging their employees to come in the day before Thanksgiving. Now, one of the reasons for that is a lot of stores have elected to close for Thanksgiving. Now, pre-pandemic, that never happened. But this year, we're seeing more stores actually closed on Thanksgiving. So if you haven't done your shopping yet, um, be careful and just, you know, go slow and be patient because the supermarkets this afternoon are going to be jammed. Thanksgiving, of course, uh, has the tried and true staples, but are there some uh, trends emerging in 2023 as people try to freshen up uh, turkey stuffing and mashed potatoes? Absolutely. Um, Number one, probably the biggest trend that we're seeing is the shift towards more local. Now, we've seen that over the past couple years. Certainly during the pandemic, we saw even more of it uh, because of the supply chain problems. People couldn't get uh, their normal sources of supply, so they found new vendors that were more local. So people, as a consumer, love local to support the local economy, as well as when it comes to certain foods, especially produce, you know, when it's local, it doesn't have to be shipped cross-country. You don't have to take lettuce from California or Arizona and ship it to Chicago. Um, It's grown near Chicago. So that means that it's in the ground longer. That means better taste, it means better nutrition, and also, frankly, it's usually less expensive. So we're seeing more local products than ever before. We're also seeing more people coming to Thanksgiving with their own food. And the reason for that 
is we have a higher incidence of food allergies or food intolerances or just what people want. Um, so again, because of the pandemic, people are a lot more relaxed. They're not just going to somebody's house for dinner and here's the meal. Um, you know, you want to be part of it. You want to enjoy yourself. So if you're vegetarian or vegan, the worst thing that could happen is, frankly, you sit down to this beautiful table and somebody brings out a 20-pound turkey. You know, it just turns you off. It's not something that you want to see. So really talk to your guests, and more guests are bringing their own food than ever before. And then very quickly, Phil, uh, catered food is is growing uh, as an option on Thanksgiving. And imagine this is kind of an offshoot from the pandemic, because three years ago on the day before Thanksgiving, I was uh, stopping by a, a local bar and restaurant in town. Uh, we had another uh, regional shutdown. Uh, I got a catered Thanksgiving meal from them and a bottle of uh, Telemore Dew from behind the bar that they were selling to anybody who was coming in because uh, they were shut down for the foreseeable future. And I think a lot of people kind of enjoyed that catered option and stuck with it. Absolutely. And I remember those days well myself, where you go to a restaurant and they were just clearing out the the wines and the alcohol as well. Um, The interesting thing is there was just a survey that was done uh, by ABC News. They found that 84% of us Americans are turning to fast food lanes to cut back on Thanksgiving. And the number one Thanksgiving takeout order, Chicagoland's McDonald's. I'm loving it, and I guess uh, a lot of families oh, no. are too. Phil Lempert, founder of SupermarketGuru.com, based in Los Angeles. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up, enjoying a Thanksgiving feast with a side of personal finance. Money Talks, as the WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Personal Finance Wednesday, and Thanksgiving table talk can also include an important discussion of money. Joining us to explain why it can be vital is Ed Jertsen, certified financial planner, founder of the Engage Wealth Group in Chicago. Find him online, engagewealthgroup.com. Ed, thank you for joining us today. And it that seems like a very practical thing to do. You have Everybody in the family, parents, siblings, uh, in-laws, everybody's around, and it's probably a good idea just to get on the same page if you're under the same roof. Yeah, Rob, great to be with you. You know, while this is a time to celebrate and give thanks, the best gift of thanks that you can give to your family and loved ones is to be well financially organized. Because talking about mortality, especially around the dinner table, is not really fun. But you know what? Having these conversations, again, can be the best gift you can give to your family. Now, Ed, I would imagine there is a certain amount of social grace that comes with introducing this conversation, because uh, if you say, hey, Dad, can you pass the stuffing? And speaking of passing, where's your will? Uh, that's probably not the best thing to do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a conversation that every family, you know, again, engages these conversations differently. Some families don't like to talk about mortality at all. But you know what? No surprise, we're all going to take our last breath. So, you know, if it's driven from, let's say, the parents, right, if they're driving the conversations, that's great. But I understand completely that angst about, wait, are you hoping to I die so you can inherit? But just having those conversations, at least initially, are good. And each family can kind of determine the depth and the breadth of where you go with these uh, topics. We're talking to Ed Jertson, certified financial planner, funding the Engage Wealth Group in Chicago. And, and, and the, the practical side of this is when somebody actually does die, it is so emotional and there are so many things 
going in your head. There are so many things that you have to take care of. You have to plan the funeral. You have to make sure everybody knows when the visitation is taking place. Uh, you're, you're just trying to gather your own thoughts and process your own grief. And so you're not thinking about where is the will? What are the bank account passwords? All the information you need to kind of end the, the machinery of life and your financial life. Yeah, good point, Rob. And again, with our clients, this is why we strive to make sure their estate plan and their their affairs are in order, because we don't want to do anything other than celebrate one's life. We don't want to have to be scrambling or worrying about last minute things or, you know, dealing with probate or, you know, having, you know, where is the will and those kind of things. We really want to celebrate people's life. And at the core of that, as I mentioned, Rob, is the estate plan, right? For all your listeners, this is the foundation of your financial house. And at a very minimum, nearly all your listeners should have at least a will along with powers of attorney for health and property. Very fundamental and important. But ultimately, to your point, getting organized, your kids and or those you love who potentially can get and inherit these monies will have such more fond memories rather than the angst of what they had to go through in terms of unwinding, uh, let's say, a, a poorly structured estate plan. And then uh, very quickly, Ed, uh, we joked about uh, not um, n- not broaching this subject in a graceful manner, but when is a good time to have this conversation over the course of uh, of, of your Thanksgiving observance? The best time to have this is prior to when you need it. You don't want somebody, again, you know, accidental death or, or sudden death or disabled to have this conversation. Having these conversations not only around the Thanksgiving table, but continually just broaching the subject and then kind of walking through that door again, Rob, can, can create such good lasting structure and memories for your family. It is such an important topic. Ed Jertson, Certified Financial Planner, founder of the Engage Wealth Group in Chicago. Find him online at theengagewealthgroup.com. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, bars will be bustling tonight, rivaling the Super Bowl and St. Patrick's Day. The only program dedicated to currency events. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Restaurants, bars, and law enforcement all gearing up for so-called Blackout Wednesday, also known as Drinksgiving. Joining us with the preview is Doug Roth, founder and president of Playground Hospitality in Chicago. Doug, thank you for joining us today. When did the day before Thanksgiving, uh, when did that start to rival the Super Bowl and St. Patrick's Day as a big bar night? Well, actually, from what I understand, it's been going on for years and years. Um, I remember personally um uh, Coming home from uh, college from New Orleans, uh, I don't know if you remember coming back uh, from Marquette yourself, but um, it has been going on. And interestingly enough, uh, has started uh, here in Chicago and uh, obviously has spread nationwide. Uh, places like Highwood and Naperville um, are uh, gearing up for tonight, which is uh, historically bigger than what you just mentioned, uh, St. Patrick's Day, New Year's Eve. And others, it is really big, and I have a feeling that this year will even be bigger. It's funny, funny you mentioned that, Doug. Uh, my 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 blackout Wednesday days. I, I never could take advantage of that because I was always the low man on the radio totem pole. I was always working on on Thanksgiving morning, so I could never part, partake in that. But uh, I did notice last. I mean, this really does cut across all age groups too, because last year uh, I met some friends for dinner at a place in in leafy suburban Chicago, and. Uh, there were a lot of older people showing up at the bar at the attached to this particular restaurant uh, to enjoy some cocktails, enjoy each other's company, and to enjoy the uh, Frank Sinatra tribute singer who was the entertainment for the evening. <laughs> and, 
and that person wasn't you. Um, but uh, what we uh, are seeing today is that, and especially post-COVID, uh, that more and more people are going out. It, it's uh, the euphoria, again, that continues uh, in, in the hospitality business that um, uh, there's a desire to want to be in a, in a place where you uh, feel that you have uh, been trans- transported somewhere else. And if it's uh, in, the, in the days of Frank Sinatra or the big bands from back uh, in my family's day at the Blackhawk, um, there's a sense that we, we want to escape a little bit of both what's happening sort of in the world today and, and what had happened, obviously, back with COVID. And it, how are uh, restaurants and bars doing as far as staffing is concerned to meet that demand? Uh, it's, it's getting better. Uh, and, his, and, and I would say better uh, would, would be an understatement. I think it's getting much better. Uh, I think what, what's happening is that there are other areas of the economy that have slowed down a little bit. People have moved over to uh, this side, uh, especially when uh, the Actors Guild was on strike. You could uh, find a tremendous amount of uh, labor with those that were uh, obviously not working. And, and many of them still are not working. So uh, as a result, uh, uh, we, we're in pretty good shape with that. Doug Roth, founder and president of Playground Hospitality in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Still ahead in Personal Finance Wednesday, gifting the future with the power of investing. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. A temporary ceasefire in the Middle East war is expected to begin tomorrow. This is Mike Krauser. A well being check leads to the discovery of the bodies of a man and a boy in an apartment in Logan Square. In Personal Finance Wednesday, as you plan for Christmas gifts, you may want to consider the gift of investing. And tonight is one of the busiest of the year for pizza delivery and carryout. WBBM Business, the markets are higher. The Dow is up 185 points. NASDAQ up 106. The S&P 500 is up 23. We have 44 degrees right now in Chicago under partly sunny skies at 1231. Topping our news at the half hour, we have breaking news from western New York, where all four bridges connecting the U.S. to Canada have been closed after an incident involving a car trying to come into the U.S. near Niagara Falls. Reporter David Belavia is with our Buffalo sister station WBEN. The FBI field office investigating a vehicle explosion at the Rainbow Bridge. It's a border crossing between the U.S. and Canada and Niagara Falls. The FBI is coordinating with local, state, federal law enforcement partners in the investigation. Situation is fluid and that's all that the FBI can say at this time.
Unconfirmed reports suggest two people may have been killed in the explosion. It's not clear whether it may have had any links to terrorism. We will bring you the latest details as they come in. With a ceasefire in the Middle East war expected to start overnight, dozens of families are waiting to find out if their loved ones will be among the hostages released by Hamas. More from CBS News correspondent Peter King. The youngest American hostage is Abigail Mo Idan, a three-year-old Israeli-American girl. She's turning four on Friday. Her great aunt Liz Hirsch Naftali on CBS Mornings. We haven't had any confirmation. We haven't seen any lists. And so we are going with the belief that because she's three years old and no child should be a hostage, no child should be in this situation, that she will be early in the releasing. Peter King, CBS News. It's 1232 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are higher today. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home is Hugh Johnson, Chairman and Chief Investment Officer of Hugh Johnson Economics based in Albany. Hugh, thank you for joining us today. Before we talk about the uh, the, the boardroom drama at, at OpenAI, where you can't, I think everyone is like trying to snap their fingers and, and take everything back to the way it was, Hugh. We'll talk about that in a sec, but uh, just what's happening on the markets today, and can you really pull any trends out of today's market activity right before a holiday? Uh, it's, it's tough to do that, but at the same time, when you take a look at the performance of the markets uh, more recently, and when I say more recently, I'm really thinking back to October 27th, it's been pretty good. It's been not just the case that the markets have done well, but investors continue to sort of migrate to the let's call it the bull market sectors, things that are economically sensitive, technology, the um, Magnificent Seven, as they're becoming uh, known as, uh, technology, consumer discretionary stocks, uh, communication services, the kinds of things that do well in a bull market. So uh, the markets are sending us a message that things are good, and I think they're sending us a message that things are good for good reason. I think the, uh, the evidence is uh, fairly strong that the Federal Reserve will not raise interest rates any further at their December meeting, and that when we get to the uh, months of March, April, May of 2024, they'll be considering reducing interest rates, short-term interest rates, and long-term rates will decline as well. So prospects look pretty good for the uh, for the markets, and they're reflecting that. Out in San Francisco, uh, it seems we have a resolution to the boardroom drama at OpenAI. Sam Altman is uh, slated to return as CEO uh, less than a week after uh, he was told to, to take his walking papers and go. Uh, what, do, what, what is this much ado about nothing? And can you go back to the way things were after this contentious boardroom drama? This has been one of the uh, most bizarre examples of governance that I think I can recall. I've been on boards, I've been on governance committees, and I haven't seen anything quite like this, especially when you get things that are just really simple, like Microsoft has put uh, a, a significant amount, and I mean $13 billion, into the company and yet did not have any representation or was not a member of the board. So I think that was bizarre as well. And, of course, the comings and goings are very bizarre. You've got really a face-off that occurred between members of the board, which are the kind of, well, I'll call them the, the doomers. They, they saw a very significant risk to humanity by the employment of artificial intelligence, and to some extent they're right. And then there's the boomers, which really I think Altman, as well as Brockman, uh, represent. And the boomers really are the one to turbocharge progress, the progress that comes from the uh, investments that they've made in AI. So you've got two, two camps. I think there's a little bit right in both camps, but it's 
quite frankly, Rob, you know as well as I do, this has been a really bizarre episode. Can they go back? Can they put the genie back in the bottle? Well, um, we'll see. Uh, I think so. I think this is going to be a good company going forward. But we've got a long way to go in AI, and there are risks. So there's a lot to, lot to, lot of future uh, in this company, as well as we haven't heard the last of Mr. Altman or Mr. Brockman, who are the two returning uh, veterans, we'll call them, of, uh, executives at the company. And then very quickly, Hugh, is this a, a philosophical battle we're going to see play out across the entire AI sector, uh, where you have, have the people who are grappling with kind of the, the philosophical implications versus the people who see uh, major growth opportunities in a potentially, you know, humanity-changing uh, technology. Yes. The productivity is such an important part of our economy, and this will represent some improvement or gains in productivity. At least we hope so. I think that's near-term. Long-term, and I'm talking about really long-term, it does represent some significant risks. We'll call it risk to humanity, to use the terminology of the AI experts, so you have both things, the turbocharging of progress and the risk to humanity. Both are well uh, deserved to be considered entertained as we move along, and it's going to be, it's going to be a, a quite a development as we move through AI. AI is extremely significant. Hugh Johnson, Chairman and Chief Investment Officer of Hugh Johnson Economics in Albany, New York. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next in Personal Finance Wednesday, giving the gift of investing this holiday season, no matter the age. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Personal Finance Wednesday, and this holiday season, you can give a unique present that grows over time through various investment vehicles. We're joined by Teresa Bailey, Senior Wealth Strategist, Waddell & Associates in Nashville. Teresa, thank you for joining us today. And what are some ways that you can give the gift of investing this holiday season? Hi, Rob. Thank you so much for having me. I think the first place to start on giving investments is who you're going to give the gift to. So for instance, if it's your own children, I think opening a custodial account is an amazing way to teach them about investing and investing in your future. So you would open the account and either buy a stock or gift one of your own stocks into the account. And uh, the ongoing gift is also sitting down with them and, you know, once a month, looking through the investment statements and teaching them how an investment grows over time. Now we're talking about uh, gifting uh, 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 a security to a child or opening up a uh, investment account uh, as a parent to a child, both as a gift but also as a learning opportunity. But uh, what if you are a grandparent? What is the smartest way that you can uh, 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 give an investment to a grandchild? Oh, for a grandparent, I love the concept of investing in a 529 account because, as we all know, college is expensive, and that is not going to change over time. And when you make a deposit and invest in a 529 account, you have some tax favorability there. Any of the gains over time are deferred, and then if you use the money on tuition, room and board, computer supplies, it all comes out tax-free. So all of those investments grew over time, and you never had to pay the IRS. And when you set up this custodial brokerage account for your kids, I mean, obviously, everybody has a different approach. Um, but what, what are the most common ways that you have seen? Is it you start uh, investing in a uh, S&P 500 index fund? Do you invest in companies that make things that your children like? What's the best plan? 
Oh, my goodness. Either way, really. I think if you're going to go the low-fee growth way, you can do an ETF fund and um, invest over time and let that grow, sort of buy and hold and have a more diversified um, you know, deposit into the, the market as a whole. But I think a really innovative way to get their interest and, and uh, help them learn is, you know, if, if you're really into, you know, the new UGG slipper this season, um, looking at places that might benefit, um, you know, from those that footwear or whatever clothing you're really into. And and it's it's something that uh, ha- provides continuing interest, uh, no pun intended, uh, interest <laughs> in, in trying to, uh, to to see how these uh, securities grow, how how investment works, uh, as opposed to some sort of plastic thing that uh, you as a parent will step on in June. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, riding around in a Tesla while owning Tesla in your account is much different. Teresa Bailey, Senior Wealth Strategist with Waddell & Associates in Nashville. Thank you for joining us today. Still to come, it's a big night for pizza joints in Chicago and across the country. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Ordering pizza has become a tradition for millions of families on this Thanksgiving Eve. We welcome in Jeff Hirsch, Food and Beverage Director, Home Run in Pizza, based in Chicago. Jeff, thank you for joining us today. Uh, The reason why people order out for pizza tonight it seems fairly obvious, Jeff. Uh, you're cooking tomorrow. That the people who are cooking tomorrow, they are cooking today. Uh, kids are home from school, and friends and family are already in town. And pizza is the best way to kind of celebrate for a lot of people, and they do it year after year. When it comes to staffing and making sure you have enough uh, pepperoni and mushrooms and cheese and dough, uh, how do you plan for a night like tonight? We, we, we plan for tonight like we're planning for the Super Bowl. We just order as much as we can have in-house and, and uh, hope we don't run out. Now, Jeff, uh, you know, Home Run Inn has been around for, uh, for, for decades. And, and when the original restaurant opened uh, in Little Village, you know, pizza probably back then was still uh, food that, uh, that Italians brought back from the old country. And they were just trying to recreate that in America. At, one point in, at what point in the evolution of pizza did uh, people realize this is easy to make, it's easy to get, and it's something everyone can agree on? Yeah, well, Nick Perino uh, brought the pizza concept back from from the war, and uh, he started with the family tavern making pizza and giving it away to sell more beer. Uh, And it wasn't very long. It was about two weeks after that that he realized that pizza is something that people really enjoy, and that's how Home Run and Pizza was born. And then generally on a, on a busy night like the, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, is there a greater trend towards uh, of, of, of delivery orders that people, they don't even want to go out. Uh, they just want the guy, the, the, the guy or the gal to uh, drive the pizza to their home. Or do they just decide, look, I'll just I'll run, pick up the pie and come back. Uh, are there more uh, delivery orders or more takeout orders on a night like tonight? It's a very balanced mix. Um, the restaurants will be full because a lot of family tradition, uh, the, whether the, your the grandparents come into town or, or the kids come home from school, they, their tradition is to go eat at the restaurant. Uh, some people order carryout. Some people order delivery. And our frozen business is, is spectacular as well. So we've got all the bases covered. And then very quickly, Jeff, uh, are you open tomorrow? And if that is the case, how many people uh, call home run in because they messed up the turkey? We, we're not open tomorrow, but what some people do is their tradition 
is they'll order a par bake or a take and bake pizza, which is a pizza that the crust is cooked and it's topped fresh. And then tomorrow they'll they'll save it for tomorrow evening after the turkey festivities as kind of their tradition. Um, they'll pick up a take and bake. Jeff Hirsch, Food and Beverage Director, Home Run in Pizza in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. If you missed any part of the Noon Business Hour, we'll have the replay podcast available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.